everybody and welcome to the International Sound Awards. This is the first podcast episode of our ISA talk and we are very pleased that you join us. In our ISA talk we invite interesting guests who also follow our vision to make the world sound better and ask them what they are doing to achieve this. My name is Birgit Elke and, together with my colleague Kai Bronner, I will today talk to Rainer Hirt, Managing Director of Audity. Actually, Rainer is an old friend of us, as he was one of the three founding members of the Audio Branding Academy back in 2009, together with Kai and Cornelius Ringer. Rainer now runs the sound agency Audity in Konstanz, Germany. During the talk, which we recorded a couple of days ago, remotely from our home offices, Rainer explains what Audity's guiding principle Sound Follows Function means and what it implies for their work. Further, we had a closer look into one of their areas of expertise, sound for medical devices. And, talking about medtech and devices for intensive care units, we also learned what the coronavirus sounds like. Don't you believe it? Then go to the website www.coronavirus-sound.com and listen to it. There, Audity just launched the sound results of their artistic interpretation of the virus. But now, let's start. Hi, Rainer. This is our first ISA talk and we are happy and excited to have you as our guest today. Before we want to go deeper into the topic, could you please introduce yourself in a few words? Please also tell us a little about how it all started and what significance sound has in your life. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks for for the invitation. I'm, I'm really happy to, to talk with you. Um, uh, we yeah we share a, a, a common history, although to say because uh, yeah we had a, a long a long time uh, we we've, we've worked together and um, personally my my uh, career in this uh, field and area of sound started yeah fifteen sixteen years ago um, when I was uh, yeah starting my my communication study here in Konstanz um um with the focus of uh, on communication design and when i started communication design um to think about what is what is the the yeah the the, the what are the point of intersection um for design and music i yeah i i recognized this field of sound design and then i started to yeah to plan my career so to say uh, in this field and 2003, I started Audio Branding DE, a portal for corporate sound. And 2009, together with Kai and Cornelius, um, there was the start of, of um, ABBA, the Audio Branding Academy. And yeah, so sound, um, especially brand and UX sound, always played a, a big role in my life. And yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to talk with you uh, about, about this. Ryan, you mentioned the term UX sounds. Uh, what is UX sounds? So, is it is it a functional sound, or what's the difference between UX sounds and functional sounds? Yeah, fu functional sounds are yeah, are UX sounds. So UX sounds when you and when we're talking about UX sounds, it's a user experience, and user experience is is not only um, the the sound as itself. It's more the um, yeah the the 
the way of thinking about usage of sound in an experience. So um, also silence could be a UX sound. So the user experience uh, regarding um, the, the audible way um, is meant to, yeah, to think about all the audible elements uh, which uh, plays a role in the user experience. So the UX sounds, when you... When you think uh, when, when, to separate UX sound and UI sounds or functional sounds, so that UI sounds are typical notification sounds and so on, and UX sound meant uh, yeah the behavior of um, of usage of sounds in uh, in the experience. So that's yeah. Okay, and UI sounds you mentioned. What is this user interface sounds? Yes. Okay, this means it can uh, it. Um, It is about the conversation, the interaction between the machine and the human. Correct? Yeah, right, right, right. So but UI sounds um, is, is a kind of synonym of functional sounds. And the, the, the topic of UX sound uh, is more the, the kind of strategic thinking uh, about usage of sounds in a user interface. So... Um, When, it's, it's the same uh, the same definition we use uh, in the visual uh, visual way when we talk about UX and UI. When we are talking UX, it's it's not uh, only meant uh, the visual the icons and and the, the color. So it's more the behavior of um, yeah of what 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 is the experience a user have in an interaction between a uh, a machine um, or a computer a computer um, human interface. Okay, I see. So, uh, we had a look uh, on your website, and there you state your guiding principle is sound follows function. Could you please explain to our listeners, or also to me, what that means? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, as I'm a, or we are really, we, we, we define ourselves not as a, a sound company with this design we define ourselves as a design company and therefore it's we are really in the history of form follows function so the that's uh, every every design element and in our case sound um, have to serve a purpose so they they need um, to have a, a kind of um, a really senseful usage so every every single noise every tone every musical expression whatever so um and that's our uh kind of our attitude so when we are designing sounds we try to designing sounds which make sense so that's um that's meant by sound follows function okay and what are the main tasks uh when it comes to designing functional sounds um uh There are there are the, the, the main functions for sounds uh, for um, specific um, applications. Um, the, for example, which framework conditions have to be considered? So when you are um, when you're thinking about designing a sound for for a, um, for for a different for a specific function, it's it's important that you know uh, what are what is the What is the, the 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 framework or the technical framework? What um, are the um, what is the the the, 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 the human, what are the human factors of the target group, for example, um, and so on? It's a, it's a kind of mixed mixed uh, <laughs> mixed status quo. You you have to um, take into account. Mm -hmm. And 
Is there any legal basis, uh, e.g. are there DIN norms uh, and how is the norm built? Are there any requirements, for example, how long the sound should be, which frequency range, number of tones, etc. So what do you have to, con um, to consider? It depends on the, on the industry. Um, for example, in the, in the medical um, industry, in the medtech sector, There are specific definitions uh, definitions for sounds, uh, for example, for a high priority um, for the users. In the case, um, in this case, a nurse or a surgeon, um, in terms of the repetition patterns or the frequency spectrum. So, uh, these are standards um, you have to to consider. And um, in in other in other industries, there are other norms. Um, for example, uh, for in, in the automotive industries uh, right now, we have um, the thing of the AVAS. So that's an, a totally different category and with other um, with, with another background. Uh, but we are especially it's uh, in, uh, for Audity, We are really specialized, in, especially in the in the medtech industry, and so and there are these um, patterns and frequency spectrums as a um, as an important um, yeah, requirement. Okay, you just mentioned uh, AVAS, if I got it right, hmm. in the automotive industry. AVAS, what, uh, what does that mean? Kind of acronym abbreviation, I guess. Yes, it's, it's an alarming system. <laughs> it's an audible vehicle alarm system. Um, That you have to, um, to 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 take into account when you when you are selling cars right now, so because it's not it's not legal when when the car is silent, um, an electric car or a hybrid car, um, and um, therefore the cars need to have an, uh, a kind of audible expression, which is um, quite similar to to the the now well known. Um, Sound sound identity we have from from combustion uh, engines we've learned in in our human history. So what what is the sound of a typical car? And um, yeah, it's it's all for a safety reason for pedestrians and for uh, people uh, for for example blind people um, that that they hear. Okay, there's a there's coming a vehicle. And so that's just a um, alarming system, a audible alarm, audible alarming system. Okay. Uh, apart from the legal standards, are there further, further restrictions you have to take into account? Uh, what are the biggest challenges? I guess, for example, the limited frequency range uh, in different loudspeakers, the length of the sounds means also technical restrictions. What do you have to uh, consider? Yeah, indeed, there there are um, some, some some really important topics, uh, especially in in terms of of the technology they the the the, the client um, uh, should should use, and it's actually one of the most common topics uh, when it comes to the implementation. So it's very important from our perspective to show the the added value for a good sound quality to communicate. Although there's this additional cost, this additional costs internally, so that we have to give a reason for the for the people um, internally uh, in in, a, in this project team why they should um, 
should add more costs in terms of a of a better better loudspeaker or a better um, system chain or better technology uh, more more memory um, size and so on um, but it's, it's, it's really important to get, yeah, make a kind of um, educational work um, with your client that it makes sense um, to think about uh, 10 cents more for uh, <laughs> for a, a, a Yeah, a technical uh, part. So, yeah. Okay. And how can we imagine the workflow between you and your clients, Rainer? At what stage of the process are you usually involved into the project? At an early stage during the product development or rather at the end when the product is almost completed? Uh, it depends. Uh, we, have, uh, we have the experience that we are coming... Um, On different stages into the into the project. Currently, we are we are we are lucky that we are often involved uh, uh, in the design process very and at a really early stage. So that I, from our perspective, manufacturer has understood that it's really important to consider this acoustic potential as early as possible. So um, and uh, but there are also projects where nearly everything is done so the, the UX design is done the, the the whole thing the whole the whole technical requirements are are fixed and and then they recognize oh we oh, we need, we need a sound oh, okay um, that's also possible um, but as I said before now we are recognized that the the, the, the manufacturer are recognized it's it's important um, to think about sound design in early stage and When it comes to this uh, to this um, project, um, then it's in the most thing uh, like every uh, everywhere and like uh, like I think in in every design uh, process it's really agile and it's a lean process. It's it's like a ping pong uh, between uh, the whole design team, not only between the client and us, no more. The it's it's the the, the yeah the. Um, The interwork between the, the visual sound design, uh, the visual designer, um, the, um, the UX designer, the, um, the, the product manager, and so on. And yeah, it's I think it's quite quite similar to to other um, design processes right now. Mm -hmm. And are there any examples when the product designers were inspired by your sound design and changed some functions or adapted the, uh, the design to your sounds? Yeah, actually, we we made uh, the experience that also a, a typical sound first design inspiration are welcome scenarios. Um, for example, in the in the um, in the mobility topic, so when when a completely new level of meaning is uh, is explored um, with in terms of what what kind of emotion I want to convey and uh, convey subconsciously so when when i uh, end, when i'm I have this this um, entry situation in a in a mobility for, exa uh, for example a car um, then it's more an emotional thing which is trans translated and convey via sound and that uh, uh, carries also sometimes visual or haptic um, inspiration and Therefore, there are sometimes there are welcome scenarios um, visually, uh, visually welcome scenarios, and then we came into play and think of a completely different way. So it's more more emotional thing. So it's subtle and, and, and subconscious, and 
And then sometimes the decision came up, oh wow, okay, we we uh, have to uh, we have to to think about our visual expression or we have to add uh, haptic and tactile features and so um and that's a, that's a, a typical um inspiration part where sound um sometimes is the first or is is as a kind of uh, yeah uh, gave imp impulses to to other disciplines mm -hmm. okay Rainer, uh you also offer audio branding That means, uh, to what extent is it possible to include the brand sound when you design functional sounds? To, to be honest, uh, right now, from my perspective, um, the UX sound or UI sounds are the new brand sound ambassadors. Because you hear the sounds a lot, a lot more than the classical advertising sounds or um, classical advertising applications, and therefore it's uh, it's it's a kind of logical extension for the brand sound as itself. So, for example, when uh, when it's about the defined melodies or rhythm patterns, they are also a kind of foundation for the UX sound or for functional sounds. So, but um, yeah, for me, it's a kind of the next the next level of brand sound. It's not. Um, it's it's a kind of interplay between um, yeah brand and the typical functional sound. But I guess uh, sometimes it's pretty difficult um, to integrate or to respect the brand sound. You know, when you have restrictions regarding the functional sounds, it's different than uh, designing brand sounds for media, for traditional media like TV radio, online? Yeah, we have to differentiate between the situation when there is a, a, a defined brand sound strategy which was um, uh, defined for a typical um, mass media. So, and, and for example, when there are uh, a lot of noises or, or, or sample-based sample um, topics, Which are really uh, difficult to to um, implement in um, in, an, in a user interface, for example. But when you have the situation that um, you can define from scratch, so um, then of course you can you 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 take into account all um, all ki all kinds of application and all areas of applications, and then you can define, for example, a concept uh, which makes sense and which is. Uh, scalable for uh, products, digital products, uh, physical mod uh, products, and um, and other communication channels. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's talk about voice assistance. Uh, when we think about the rise of voice assistance, the the importance, the great importance. Uh, how important are functional sounds in the development of skills for the voice assistants? I, I think it's it's really important that um, it, that you design a holistic experience and that you th uh, think about the the voice and the and the functional sounds as an ensemble as an interplay and it's important first of all to define the character the personality um, and this personality um, the expression of the um, uh, personality is is then translated via the voice and the functional sounds and um, yeah so it's it's a holistic uh, a holistic approach mm -hmm. 
And let's have a closer look into one of your main areas of expertise now, sounds for medical devices. You mentioned it earlier on. I read in an article that there's a problem that too much sound is implemented in medical devices and that there are efforts to reduce unneeded alarms. To a certain extent, this may be possible. However, functional sounds for medical devices can be extremely important to support the hospital staff and the patients. So do you see any possibilities to make alarm sounds more soothing or less annoying for the patients and nevertheless make sure they don't lose their function? Yeah, it's a, it's a really important topic and a good question. So from my opinion, um, you should firstly think about the, the basic way of the transmitting of the sound in a medical environment. So um, is it really Uh, necessary that the patient, for example, hear hear the the, the ventilator uh, and the alarm sounds, or it's not is is it more sensible that only the nurse <laughs> has to hear and perceive the, the sounds? So you you have to think about the the system, the system of its own, not um, not the sound as itself. Okay, do you at the end nowadays? Uh, we have a lot of situations where you 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 should uh, adjust adjust the sound level the, the the frequency range you can adjust a little bit and make it more pleasant and 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 uh, but but um also hearable and and um but from my from my perspective it's it's the first step you always have to think about how can we change the system how can we change um and how can we can make it sensible that um, the patient have to be in a calm situation, especially when it's in the in the ICU, in the, in the in intensive care unit, uh, where where the patient is uh, unconsciously uh, unconsciously uh, perceive every every sound. So and um, have an have an influence of the state of the health. So um, so it's 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 a kind of of the, the, of, of a yeah of, of different levels. First level is this. It's kind of how can we change the system, and the second one, how we can slightly adjust sounds um, in terms of the of the frequency um, and, uh, uh, for example, the sharpness of a sound um, to to work uh, yeah to, to work against this um, alarm fatigue effect. It's called alarm fatigue. It's a it's a common um, uh, description uh, in in this case for uh, the situation that. A lot of alarms are switched off because they are really annoying. So it's it's called alarm fatigue. And um, yeah, so I think the first thing, <laughs> change the system. Let's think about to change the system. Um, uh, and then the second one, make it, yeah, make it feel uh, feel right. So and and have to take into account the patients. So it's really important. Mm. Yeah, it's very important. So that's really interesting and it makes me think about the current situation we're all in at the moment, the corona pandemic, now that we're talking about intensive care units. I was um, yeah, wondering how you are handling um, the situation at Audity, how, according to you, will the current crisis affect the audio industry in general? Hmm. It's a good question. Uh, we at Audity, we, um, as always, we, we deal with uh, with our creativity and 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 we we uh, see a lot of opportunities and potentials right now, um, especially regarding 
um, this this digital uh, hype we have now. So it's uh, everybody is is at home. <laughs> um, The, all the showrooms are closed. Um, there are no no trade fairs, so we, we have to think about what are the what are the digital twins, uh, what are the the digital way uh, or the virtual way to um, to to talk with uh, with people and to um, yeah to display new products and so on. Um, we have also tele telehealth or e-health. So the, that's a really really important thing right now that the that the the, the patients um, cannot go to the doctor and though they have to 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 communicate via apps and via digital um, uh, ways and there play sound. Uh, there's there's a really huge need for sound. Uh, also to 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 think about what is what is the um, the right way to using sound for these applications. Now, right now we have the Corona app. So, um, the, and are there a need, for example, for a kind of alarming system um, in the in the in the public area? So, a kind of a warning tone when the people are coming too close together. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, but uh, there are really important questions. And um, for, so, we, we um, actually we we have all, we have we are all in a lucky situation that we have a lot of. A lot of projects right now, so it's not not um, extensional for us right now. So no, it's we are happy in this situation, and we have although um, this time to think about a creative way to yeah to um, deal with the situation in terms of right now we have a, a project we called it uh, what is the sound of the coronavirus and we we, we thought about what is. What is it from a from a static way and over from an intermodal way? Are what? How how is it possible to translate the coronavirus and its its characteristics and its um, yeah a kind of uh, biological function in terms of sound? And therefore we we start this project, the coronavirus sound. What is the sound of coronavirus? Okay, <laughs> and um, you find it on coronavirus-sound.com. It's a uh, We started yesterday. Uh, we launched it yesterday, and it's really, really cool thing because it's it's an uh, emotional way to 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 uh, to feel and to communicate this um, abstract virus, which is nowadays 200% uh, only displayed visually. So and um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. So if we go onto your website, we can all hear the coronavirus in a way, the way you interpret. Virus. Yes, and you see also what are the what are our um, uh, interpretation backgrounds. What uh, what are our suggestions? For example, what are our what sound should be should have the spike? What sound should have be the envelope? Um, what uh, sound should be the SSR in R um, strength? And so um, yeah, I think it's it's all the kind of impulse um, to think about in a different way. Um, yeah, and just. Just click on the website coronavirus-sound.com and have a hear, have a have ear <laughs> to the coronavirus. Okay, that's really exciting. Thank you. I guess uh, is it also called sonification? What you did with this uh, sound of coronavirus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of sonification. It's a, it's a kind of sonification, but it's not a typical uh, sonification. Uh, we, 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 what we didn't do uh, that was. Uh, um, 
we didn't translate the the R and R uh, uh, um, the patterns one to one into uh, tones. Um, it's more a kind of artistic interpretation to make it feel, also to make a uh, to make a kind of uh, emotional um, connection. Yeah, emotional. Um, it's a more emotional connection. Yeah, right. Okay. So, uh, as we said in the introduction, Rainer, you are also this year member member of the jury for the International Sound Awards. I guess it's already your fourth time you are in the jury uh, from the start. So, um, what do you expect from the project this year? Yeah, first of all, I really appreciate to be to be uh, once again here for this great uh, award. It's I think that you you guys uh, did a, a really great job in uh, for the industry. So that's first of all a, a big big congratulation to to all the work and to all the the stuff you did. So the first of all, and I, I really I'm I'm looking really looking forward to um, to to judge a lot of creative projects. I guess there are a lot of maybe uh, some more voice voice orientated works i can imagine and although um also regarding the current situation a lot of more digital uh based or digital orientated uh, project like um sounds for for digital devices um maybe this could be a kind of um some more user user interface sounds user experience sounds um, but I th think, like the last last year, I'm, I expect a lot of creative, um, creative works. Okay, thank you, Rainer. Thank you for your time um, and your very interesting insights. Yeah, thank you, um, both of you. Uh, it was yeah, well, it was fun, and uh, yeah, I hope that we are can meet us face to face uh, as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. So thanks and bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> so that was it for today. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our first ISA talk. From now on, we will publish further interviews on a regular basis. If you don't want to miss our next episodes, subscribe to our podcast. We will also keep you posted about updates on the International Sound Awards 2020. For the time being, nobody knows whether the Reeperbahn Festival can take place in September. However, we will find a solution for the ISA Award Show to take place, if necessary, as a virtual event. In any case, we postponed the deadline for the application of projects to 14th of May 2020. If you want to submit a case, have a look onto our website www.international-sound-awards.com. Bye-bye and take care.